0: It's Thursday, february the fourteenth, and welcome to Pi Cube, the podcast about science, technology and anything else we find interesting. I'm your host, Francesco Buziello, Johnny Mujide, Salman Siddiqui. How are you Salman? I'm doing alright. How was your trip all the way here to Ealing? Was it
1: fun? Took me an incredibly long time, um thanks to signal delays which happened to occur precisely when I reached Acton. That was it's fun, just just thank if we have to thank Boris Johnson for that I guess yep.
0: Just the tube thank is...
1: him for increasing my my uh, rail and bus fares yearly whilst seeing no improvement in the service and then as there were no trains from Acton I had to I had to go to Hangar Lane get a bus in which I was literally not touching the floor there were so many people on that bus if there was ever
0: so you are like holding on to the ceiling yeah.
1: Yeah, the bars above me. You're just hoisting yourself up. Yeah, yeah. So if there was ever a sort of visual metaphor for for, you know, canned sardines without having a can of sardines, it would have been this bus, yeah. the eighty three bus from Hanger Lane to Ealing Broadway. Fun. Lots of fun.
0: So last week someone you went to uh to a talk in Imperial College. Uh tell me more about it. What was it about?
1: It was about the future of money and um there were several speakers one was um, talking more about the past of money and like s- why he believes the current financial system and the way that that that, that was it banknotes are issued is all wrong and he's a and he's a writer and economist there was another guy who's who's also got a um, long financial background and he was saying um uh what the problems with interest are in in the whole economy and um and he was making a few suggestions for the future. The third speaker was a bit maverick; he turned up late and then um and and then rather than uh having paid attention to any of what was said before him, he went on and he started to um make it a Bitcoin uh, propaganda conference. So what are bitcoins? Bitcoins are a new virtual currency, and um, uh, he claims that they're going to be the future o- um, over the internet. And and already there's some online vendors that are accepting bitcoins. So they're not you know paper
0: money. You can I cannot go to the bank and get this money. I have to buy it online, right?
1: Yep. Um, it's it isn't a physical currency, but you are able to exchange um, bitcoins for pounds or dollars or whatever currency you want.
0: Okay, so where does the value of bitcoins come from?
1: Uh, well, the creator who who is this um, unknown uh, um, financial and uh, I mean, sort of mathematical genius he um he uh developed this algorithm where there are a limited number of uh, bitcoins in the world and um and they're slowly being uh mined uh so by uh, by the users and it's based on 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 the users' um uh programming uh, sorry not 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 the programmer on the the power of the computers right that's it on the power of their, of, of their processes and, um...
0: so, so basically um, I think If I remember this correctly Is that uh, You have to mine for bitcoins Which means that you have to solve a very difficult puzzle Using brute force methods So you have to try every single possible combination That's right Until you unlock the right one that... And I'm assuming that's how it gains value The electricity and the power you use to mine bitcoins Is what gives it its value
1: That's right um, The brute force method is the least efficient um algorithms that one could use to um to solve equations um uh, uh mathematically but um uh, what is actually happening is um is uh, all these transactions that are occurring over the internet with uh, with the bitcoins um they're going from say a b c to people 's x y and z okay but no one knows um, a- apart from the people who sent the money and who and and who received the bitcoins none of the other people would know who sent it or or who received it but they can see that a transaction has been made yes. now those other computers that are running um, this, uh, uh, this algorithm they're actually uh, assisting in the transfer of it as it's a as it's all based on uh, P2P networking so now as a reward once uh, um, once you've contributed enough to this whole process you are are rewarded with a few bitcoins and this is where the value of bitcoins comes from and now as time progresses the the speed that one acquires bitcoins is going to um, is going to decrease as it's going to require a higher and higher computational um, uh, processing ability. So at some point,
0: people stop mining for them, or less people will mine for them because less. it would be less cost effective because you're going to spend more money running your computer solving these uh, solving these problems than you know the money you get from bitcoins themselves.
1: That's right. Um, it, I think already there's. There are a few uh, dedicated uh, supercomputers or uh, processors that are being uh, developed and set up which are solely for the purpose of uh, mining Bitcoins. But you have to think, what's the investment that one has to put down to obtain these kind of resources in in the first place?
0: And, and especially because, uh, um, in theory, if you can solve these Bitcoins mining operations more quickly then the value of Bitcoins goes down because they're easier to get. So yeah. I'm not sure what the investment there is. You know, why is it important for them to do that? So so why was he so adamant about bitcoins?
1: Well, uh, the thing about bitcoins is, um, unlike, uh, say, Visa, MasterCard, or PayPal, um, it's not... Uh, the transfer of money isn't controlled by one company or there isn't like a sort of Bitcoin head office anywhere. It's all, um, it, it's all, uh, uh, it's all based on the users, um, who are using it. So it's uh,
0: outside of the control of uh, central banks and that's governments. That's
1: right. That's right, because it's all working over a, over a peer-to-peer network. So now, for example, um, say if uh, certain countries have been barred from using um, some like websites or some or some uh, payment abilities like, you know, PayPal doesn't allow certain countries to use its services. Okay. Now um Bitcoin doesn't have these restrictions.
0: Okay. So these we countries like, you know, maybe Iran or Saudi, maybe? That's mm. right, yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, alright, so that's bitcoins in a nutshell. Uh but you said you were you were quite uh taken with uh, his whole other ideas as well. He was a bit of a, he was out.
1: He was outside the system, man. Of course, yeah. Um, I was quite taken in with his whole um, anarchist um, um, uh, uh, ideas and and I and mean, how he's going to bring the system down. Because this guy that I met, he was literally living outside the system. Uh, he, he well, he claimed to me that he had um, that that the government has um, blocked all his bank accounts and uh, he travels and uses Bitcoins now solely. And um, and then he invited me to a little um, gathering they had and it was actually in a squat. Okay, so people squatting. Yeah. Oh, okay. So re- really outside the system. Literally, yeah. Okay. He was uh, like, you know one of these people that don't believe in paying rent or anything and i can imagine that that he's not registered under any under any government um sort of uh, database or anything so,
0: so is is that what you want to do then just run away and leave everything behind it's tempting but but so you you'd rather imagine you know, be free and go wherever you want but you know you say for example you find a nice girl, you want to marry her, and then you want to buy a house. What? And, and you can't get a mortgage. What are you going to do then? Just, you know, gonna, are you going to squat with your family? <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny, but I don't know, and sad at well, the same
1: time. Well, then I would have to move somewhere where I don't need a mortgage, and I can sort of build my own house okay, but it, out it, of it, sticks it, and stones.
0: Is it a place on exist on Earth, or is it just some kind of utopia?
1: I, I don't believe in in any utopias anyway, but uh, there must be some places on Earth where you don't need to um, serve the system.
0: Yeah, probably Antarctica, I guess. It's, it's a bit cold, but the penguins will keep you warm, I hey, guess. Hey,
1: I can start learning how to build
0: igloos. Excellent, excellent. Uh, just moving on, let's go through some uh, news stories from this week. Uh, the Mars rover has... Done one of the things that most men want to do in their life, which is drill a hole and check for wetness. Uh, it was the first ever uh, man-made object which has drilled a hole in the in the surface of Mars, and it's now checking for for wetness. So if it, there's water on Mars, because if there's
1: water, there might be life. So, so tell me, how wet was Mars?
0: Well, we don't know yet because it's still processing the data. because It's okay. it's 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 a small thing. It takes time, process, but yeah. I mean, it would be cool if, if there was life on Mars, but well, no. there's not going to be life on Mars now, but there might have been uh, way back, yeah, you know, billions of years ago. Uh, uh, David
1: Bowie said there was. Huh?
0: <laughs> well, and uh, I mean, because if, if we do find life on Mars, uh, which is not exactly the best planet for life, then it's other planets far, far away, which are far better than Mars, are more likely uh, to have life on them, which is cool. You know, like I think it was kind of it was Huxley or C. Clarke who said there are two possibilities: either we're alone in the universe or we're not, and both are terrifying um uh, also, my favorite story from story from this week is that uh, uh there is a new uh species which has joined uh, you know Siberian tigers and whales on the endangered list is pubic lice. So, because apparently, like m- most people, especially in the US, they uh they, they trim or they shave. So the Brazilian, I the Brazilians, that. yes, it's yeah. all Brazil's fault, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, before just before the Brazilians, you know, exported this, you know, the culture of shaving, then these guys had all these like forests of hairs to live in, and now they have nothing. It's just really unfair. It's really unfair. Oh, yeah, they have a lot to answer for. <laughs> um. And in other news, uh, Dell is going private, uh, which Dell was used to be the, the biggest uh, computer company, uh, you know, Mac four or five years ago. Awful. Uh, what do you say?
1: <laughs> you don't like Dells? No, never buy a Dell. Well, not now, but uh, they didn't make terrible computers. I thought they were going to be bought out by Microsoft at one point.
0: No, I, I think Microsoft is, is participating in the buyout. So what they're doing is they're buying back stock from the shareholders. Okay. And in fairy ones you have uh, you know enough stock back then you you go back to being a private property, not a you know a publicly traded one. Which means you don't have to answer the shareholders. Which means that you can you know take different risks and yeah. not necessarily have to look after the bottom line every month or every quarter. You, you can do you, you can do longer term projects without angering you know your shareholders, cool. who are just looking
1: to you know cool to make profits. Because uh, this is going on a bit of a tangent, but um yeah, Microsoft they're going further into. Hardware now So obviously yeah. with the Xbox and the Surface So they're not Microsoft I guess they're Microsoft and hard now but
0: Yeah uh, There's this, Actually there's one rule of podcasting On the internet is that when you, you you Can move very easily from one story To the next you have to point it out Because it's so rare So let's talk about the new Microsoft products right now Because we just moved into it so it's a perfect segue uh, Microsoft has released Two computers in the last few months and it's the first time they've ever released hardware, uh, I mean, PC hardware, they obviously had, you know, the Zune, which didn't go too well for them. And the Xbox, which the first one did okay, and the second one obviously did very well. And uh, so they're basically, uh, they're tablets, there's two of them, one is the Surface uh, RT, and the other one is the Surface Pro. And the first one, the RT is, uh, it runs, they're both from Windows 8, which is the the new OS, which is optimized for touch so they completely ditched the start screen which was the the feature of uh of Microsoft OS up to now and they replaced it with this new start screen which is, has you know it's a bit looks a bit like the windows phone it's just big blocks and obviously if you're using your finger it's easy to click on them but if you're using a mouse it's not the most efficient way to navigate so the the, sur- the difference between the two is that the surface rt has the uh has a mobile press- processor in it it's an arm architecture while the um, the new one, the Surface Pro, has an x86 Intel processor on it. I think it's Intel. Think, anyway, yeah. it's, it's, it's a PC chip. I think it's an i5 and it's, it's 10 inches like the iPad. And, but, and the fact is that, um, the, obviously, it's, we don't have one because it costs $1,000 and it's only in the US, but uh, the reports are that it's not very good as a tablet and not very good as a laptop. So they went and tried to do both at the same time and they didn't do either of, one, either <laughs> of them well which is you know uh not not good for Windows 8. I, I mean my mother has a Windows 8 PC and it's not bad, but if I had to choose between Windows 7 and Windows 8, so I, well, I don't I don't see unless you have a touchscreen. If
1: your computer has a touchscreen, then sure. Uh, well, considering how much money they're putting behind um this whole Windows 8 and um and the surface it's like they've completely rebranded everything from the Xbox start screen to you know the Windows phone and and all their sort of Microsoft office uh products um uh, live um uh, MSN networks which it used to be has now all um has all changed and it's all trying to fit into this new um Sort of look that they that they're going for, and it's and and it's almost like they've built from from the ground up again. So it's going to be quite an expensive um, mistake if it turns out to be that.
0: Well, I think they're going the the Apple way of creating like a unified ecosystem where all your devices talk to talk to one another. And say, for example, uh, right now, actually, even if you have an iPad or an iPhone, you can, or even an Android phone now. You can connect your phone to your Xbox and use it as a remote control. Yep. Or even just display extra information, for example in the I think it's Forza Horizon, the racing game, you can show the radar like the oh, sorry, not the radar. You can you can show the um, uh the rear view mirror on your iPad when you're driving, so you have separate from the main screen. So they're going for the whole uh, you
1: know, one big screen, one smaller screen. Uh, a bit like the Wii U. Well, but, yeah, I, th- but I think they've just taken I- inspiration from that, and then you know, being Microsoft, they think, okay, we can make this compatible with anything because we don't need to have custom hardware to sell. And so, any sort of uh, tablet that is that is compatible, why not?
0: Yeah, and 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 the cool thing about Windows Eight is also that uh, to log in, you use your Microsoft account, so everything is unified: your contacts, your email. Uh, so that's that's quite nice. It's just that um, you know third parties, uh, OEMs like Asus and uh, HP, they haven't really supported Windows 8 the way Microsoft wanted them to. Because Microsoft wanted them to have uh, reasonably priced tablet devices, or you know, uh, tablet and laptop. So for example, there's the I the, the think the Lenovo Yoga, which has a which the screen screen you can rotate it and flip it, turn turn around, so it's like a tablet, and also. you can. That's also,
1: the um, uh, the it was e- ePC the one where the screen comes off completely and it uh, detaches from the keyboard,
0: yeah, but th- th- that's a different thing. That's not, of a, I think it's, not, it's an Android device now, okay. It's an, but uh, the yoga basically is it's really expensive. So, Microsoft wanted uh, Windows 8 to launch with a bunch of PCs that could show off why Windows 8 is great, which is that uh, you know. Obviously, if you want to use a, your touch screen, you're not going to be able to use the same software that you use with the mouse and keyboard because just it's, you don't have the same level of fidelity there. And so uh, Microsoft apparently is quite upset that uh, you know Asus and HP and all these other people for not having brought to market what they wanted them to bring. And that was probably why they made their own uh, to you know to show, show how to do it. But <laughs> apparently, it's not very good. So. I, I don't know. We don't have a hands-on on it, but I, you know, I wouldn't buy one.
1: I'll reserve judgment until I try one.
0: Uh, that's true, but it's still, it's nine hundred dollars,
1: which will probably mean about eight hundred pounds here. Well, it means it's going to be nine hundred pounds here. Yeah, nine hundred pounds here. The way things are normally priced.
0: And the covers are are pretty cool. There are two covers for it for the Surface Pro. There's like a and which basically they're tablet covers, but they're also keyboards. And yeah. one of them is just a touch cover, which means that you have raised cloth where the letters are but they're not actually pressed down and you have the, the type keyboard which type cover which is actually has a keyboard on it so you can press down on the keys which is obviously better but those cost extra money. Uh so I'm not sure if the future of computing is also it's ten inches. So it, it's a, it's like they're basically in the middle of everything, right? It's ten inches, so if you wanna work on it, you don't really wanna use it. But if you want to use it as an entertainment tablet, it's not really that good either. And an iPad costs way less if you want a tablet, and a Kindle Fire costs even less. And the human is apparently pretty good, so I just don't see it.
1: Somewhere uh, in the middle, like uh, like a jack of all trades.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I I, I think uh, I was reading that uh, they sold one million Surface RTs, which is the previous model, the uh, the mobile pro- processor one. And I think during the same period, uh, Apple sold 22 million iPads. So they have a big way to go if they want to like, up in the tablet market. And they probably never will, because you, you have the Kindle Fire, which is an Android tablet, which is apparently pretty good. And You have the Nexus uh, 7, I think it's called, which is the Google one. So if you want to buy a tablet, don't wait for the Microsoft Surface to come out. It's not a good idea. Just just buy... a. Uh, I I personally buy an iPad because I'm you know, I'm, you know I'm an Apple guy at the moment. Let's but don't get iPad Mini. I if you want to get if you want to get an iPad Mini, I'd wait for the for the update for with the Retina display because at the moment it's you know it, it's the doesn't have a very high pixel density compared to the the big iPad. And I'm sure it will come up come up in some update in a few months, so you should hold on. Unless you've got some money and then you can buy both and then give one to me. That's that's cool too. I don't mind. All donations are accepted. Yeah, yeah, we accept, we accept donations. You can just just as long as you don't send, you know, illegal things. And Bitcoins too. Bitcoins, yeah. So no one can know. All right, let's let's talk about a different subject. Uh, there's a really interesting article in uh, Business Week, which talks about how uh, Coke and I'm assuming also their competitors use really complex algorithms to determine how to make their juice. Because apparently uh, Juice has become Quite a big you know, Has quite a big Market share Recently Because people have, even, have been You know Going on diets And being worried About fizzy drinks So they're drinking Juice which has The same amount Of calories But people feel better If they drink that
1: uh, Because it supposedly Comes from fruits Well it does come from fruits I mean the <laughs> Fructose yeah
0: Well no because uh, you, Minute Maid for example Or what's the other brand It's uh I mean, the another brand, is Tropicana, they are actually not made from concentrate, so they, they are actually real fruit juice. I mean, if if they were, then it would be flawed, because that's what they say on the on the bottles. And the fact is that you can buy a, a bottle of Minute Made in the USA, and you can buy a bottle of Minute Made in Europe, and it will taste the same. But if you take a bunch of oranges and squeeze them, they will taste different every single time. And basically, Coke uses their algorithms to, to standardise nature. And one of the chief engineers says that nature does not want to be standardized so so it's really it's quite interesting i think uh they basically have satellite imagery to determine which uh, oranges are ripe picking and then they they obviously they have samples of juice and then they determine the mix it's basically like when you're same as making a whiskey where you know like if you make a a blended whisky, you you, need, you have lots of different whiskies from different uh, barrels who will taste different and then you have one whisky master or taster, whatever his name is, who will mix it, who will blend it and so they will taste like the brand is supposed to be tasting. And Coke is doing that but on a scale which is much, much bigger. In fact, they they, they have built a 1.2 mile orange juice pipeline. To go from the from the silos where they keep the orange juice, to the to the bottling plant. What was that again? One point two mile orange juice pipeline. Cause it was it was easier for them to build the pipeline. I, have, I think it was seven hundred truckloads a day had to move from one place to the other. What's the capacity of this
1: pipeline? I don't know, but um, I guess it's quite big. It's just, yeah, it's like yeah, what you read all about these. Long pipelines, okay, much longer than 1.2 miles, uh, transporting oil and gas around. Yeah, but oil and gas are are
0: quite... uh, I I guess, so, per litre, orange juice is not much cheaper than oil and gas, so it does make sense. how much is a bottle of orange juice? A couple of pounds for a litre? So it's probably more expensive than than, uh, petrol at the moment, so it would make sense. Right now, I think it's 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 your turn, someone to talk for a bit because you want to talk about uh, doping in sport. Tell me a bit about. There's been, there's been a few uh, a few reports coming out in the last few weeks. There's uh, something about Real Sociedad and something about
1: Australia. Tell me a bit, a bit more about. Yeah, well, obviously this all this all um, leads back to uh, the whole Lance Armstrong saga, which has been going on since last summer, or or not last summer for the last uh, say 13-14 years in the Tour de France but um, uh, since it's all um, uh, come out into the light there have been a a few other doping scandals let's say that have um, rocked the sporting world recently it's been uh, um, there's there's been uh, reports from Australia saying that that there's been some of the most um largest and most organized uh doping there which is which they've linked to um which they've linked to like uh, criminals in Australia where they're obtaining drugs and and they're saying that it's uh penetrated so deep into Australian sports that it's going to take a long time to sort of unravel the quagmire therein and um uh what's so more sub- does this mean that Australian medals at the Olympics they
0: they're dubious at the moment or
1: I'm not sure. I think what this is referring to is mainly Australian sports as in as in Aussie rules, um football and it's that the, kind of stuff. The crazy one, right, within
0: you can pick the ball up with your hand and Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. And um uh, I still would like to believe that a lot of the Olympic medals are are clean and um because uh because uh I can uh be- because I've I've personally seen and I've read um uh how deep the uh the of uh, drug testing is around the In around case. the Olympic Games and I mean with the competitors and sort of how many samples they have to uh, uh provide pre games and then during the games and there's random tests in the games and then every single medalist um has to also provide another sample so um one would hope that that the games are clean but who knows the way science is moving um the cheats always seem to have uh, an upper hand over o- over the testers so um it just depends where the money is I suppose
0: because some people also say that uh, the way to combat doping is to just allow it right so to say everyone can dope so everyone's on the same level but that's not, you know, some people respond differently yeah, to doping other people yeah. it's you know you might be say you take football because that's that's what I know and you take someone like Cristiano Ronaldo right and he might not be you, doping might not be useful to him at all and then you get a bunch of other crappier players who start you know Take hum- well, let's say they take human growth hormone and they and they become beasts and, and then Ronaldo, y- you know, even though he's he's the best, I think, uh, there's nothing he can do about it because other people respond differently. That's another argument, but <laughs> that's, that's a different argument, yeah. Although, I mean, Messi did use growth hormone when he was young because he had to grow. So yeah, but I, I uh, guess it's a bit of a. But he's got
1: a medical certificate. for a gray area, I guess. I mean, uh, but like with cyclists, um, it is. Uh, it is quite well known that that different cyclists respond um uh, in varying levels to how much epo they were taking so um teams so like team doctors well okay let's 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 not say team doctors but the ones that were involved in um in the whole uh doping uh, uh stuff um uh, they would they would um select um riders who had a specific blood profile which meant that they responded most to um to the smallest levels of EPO because um uh because uh EPO was actually allowed um uh, by the testers but it had to be within a certain limit okay um once they started once they got a um test that could actually detect EPO
0: presence. So, so someone like Lance Armstrong did not only want to cheat, he was also
1: genetically predisposed to be able to cheat. Um, perhaps uh, it worked a lot better on him, but I mean I don't know um, his, his whole uh, medical history in that sense, but um, uh, but yeah, I can tell you that there were some cyclists that, that, that were selected Purely because, not on their current ability, but on their potential so, to cheat. Basically on the blood profile of, the, of these athletes. That's
0: right, yeah. That, that's, that's pretty sucky, if you ask me. Uh, and then also there was something to do with doping in uh, a Spanish team, a football team.
1: Yeah, Real Sociedad. And um, this was, was it 2003 to 2007? I, uh, it, it was a while ago. It was five, yeah. six years ago. Well... Allegedly, because nothing's been, um, uh, yeah, I will not uh, uh, that well, they had a doctor who had a- links. Everyone to- is
0: everyone's innocent until they're proven guilty. So let's assume they're innocent. Yes, uh, but allegedly they were they were doping
1: their players, right? They were, and how much control the players have over what they're given and what they have to take—that's another. That's another grey area. It's like would a player who is who is on a salary from a team and this is his livelihood would he refuse certain medication from the team doctor and, you know, risk being dropped and, you know, not not earning his next contract or just or just um being the yes man and I mean, taking whatever the team doctors give him without um or without arguing there's there's a big uh, moral gray area here, but um until something is proved, uh, let's uh, stay away from that. Yeah,
0: because uh, you know uh, cynics were saying you know Real Sociedad did so well with uh, a team that was not particularly good on paper, apart from I, mean, I think Javier Alonso used to play for them. Uh, so people saying oh it's probably because they
1: were doping, but until we know more, let's 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 keep it. But there's another argument I would like to bring here. Um Okay. In in events like you know sprinting, cycling, yeah. these are directly um a measurement of one's uh, sort of um physical uh, ability here, right? Yeah, this uh,
0: technique is a small
1: part of it. Right, yeah. Endurance and strength or speed um I mean whatever of these sports we're talking about are like I would be weight weightlifting um there's a very specific um there's a very specific parameter that is being measured there. Yeah. And um and so if one can boost that by by ar- by artificial methods then that is obviously getting a very it, big advantage.
0: It's not like there's strategy or tactics in weightlifting, you just lift you'll be surprised but <laughs> Well yeah, but at the end of the day, whoever lifted the the highest weight is the one who wins the competition sure yeah now if you take
1: football you could have you you could have a team of 11 players all all completely doped up to their heads but if they've got no technique or, or if there's no teamwork there will they beat your like average Sunday league team
0: yeah, but but what if you take uh, a good team and you make it even better? So say take you know, take a great team like Barcelona, right? They they already run a lot. But say you make them run hundred and fifty percent of what they're running now, they they will be unstoppable, right? Well they already are unstoppable. <laughs> but they, they would be even more unstoppable. It would be pretty unfair to other teams. That would be, yeah. I but
1: mean, um but we're not accusing anyone here we're anyway. We're not accusing anyone. <laughs> Allegedly.
0: No, uh, it's just, of course, football is. Uh, there's, you know, if, if you take um, Celtic's Juventus match last night, uh, Celtic were the ones who were running for about 75 minutes. They were running like crazy, and then Juventus won three nil. So there's more to just, you know, running really hard and you know and uh pouring your heart and trying as hard as you can in football. There's also tactics and strategy. Yep. Just basically Juventus just waited them for them to stop running and then they score two goals.
1: Well. One could have um if uh, if uh, Roma a few months back under Zeman who is uh who is well known for making his teams run and run and run and run to they can't run no more, if he could make them run a bit more who knows where he would have gotten. And that's same with um and the same with uh Bielsa's teams, uh He's um, well known for making his teams run, and and he said that if that if players were robots, his teams would always win. But
0: well, he said they both got fired, so unfortunately. Actually, I don't know if Bielsa got fired, but Zeman
1: did They really got fired uh, last week. For um, those listening, um, and, and and I don't know, um, and if you couldn't guess, you can uh, um, see that I'm quite a big fan of those two. So yeah, mm. yeah, someone does like his. Uh, fast attacking football I've been a football
0: coach myself yeah you are a football coach tell me more about your your football coaching career so what are you up to now are you coaching
1: uh, Chelsea or Arsenal or what's your what's your CV look like (laughs) (laughs) well um, well I'm currently working with a bunch of under 12s in East London under
0: 12s what Um, (laughs) I was promised a world-class coach to discuss stuff with, and you're coaching under twelves. Well, um, I'm just am uh, leaving. Bye. Well,
1: thing, well, is it Mr. Abramovich has my CV, so, so, but, but you don't want to work for Abramovich; he's gonna fire you two months later. But, but then it, I'll it, always it get another job. Yeah, huh? you get
0: a severance package, I guess. Yeah. You keep going. So you And I'm not joking. He does have my CV. Uh, he does have my <laughs> CV. <laughs> And you're here talking into this microphone. I don't think things worked out the same way you wanted them to. One can dream. So how is it
1: coaching uh, twelve-year-olds? Um, from East London, uh, they're not the easiest bunch to work with, but uh, uh so racist. <laughs> yep, I'm so loathing Um, uh, uh, I'm I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to get as much of my ideas over to them as I can, and um. And I do find a few of them are responsive, but um, it is quite difficult to make uh, a a bunch of under 12s who just want to have fun and play football actually organize themselves and sort of even like um, teaching them how to defend is um, it's quite uh, yeah, I, it's quite a challenge because um, they just want to score goals, right? They all want to score a goal. They all just... want to get forward. Yeah. Well the way I always want to score Well the way football In the In the In the playground Tends to work The best player Is a striker And if you're Not as good as him You'll be in midfield And if you're not Very good at football At all You'll be in defence And if you can't run At all You'll be The goalkeeper goalkeeper. (laughs) So the players Who end up Volunteering To play in defence Aren't ever The decent ones So So I've so, so I've been really trying to make them learn how, how, uh, that um, that uh, that to be a good uh, defender, you don't even need to be able to run, or you or you don't need to get your shorts dirty. It's all about positioning. It is all about positioning.
0: Yeah, it, it's because the mentality here in England is all about tackling, right? Like the guy is a great tackle there. and just you know, hard tackles. That's the way we do it here, and all these four with your fancy f- formations and positioning. I think I always refer back to this quote from uh, Jabby Alonso we're talking about him again is that he said when he was coming when he came to England you know five, six years ago uh, he played for Liverpool there were people talking about you know that guy's really good at tackling and he was really confused because (laughs) to him like Spanish football that's not how football works football is about getting in the way of your opponent until until they make a mistake and then you get the ball and then you can do whatever you want to do with it and tackling is the thing you do when there's you know there's nothing left to do. It's so the last, last ditch. Like a defender in in a Spanish defender, the way they're they're, they're coached is that the only way the time you, you you go for the ball is that either when you're 120% sure you're going to get the ball, or where if you're not going to get the ball, something's bad going to happen. Something something bad's going to happen.
1: And that's not how you do things here in England. I'll quote Maldini again and say that a that a good defender never gets his shorts dirty.
0: One of the greatest defenders. So are you, you're enjoying teaching twelve-year-olds, right? Under twelve-year-olds. Uh,
1: twelve. Yeah, the twelve and under. Um, I like it. Yeah. Um, I do want to. Uh, I do want to go up the ladder, and um, and I am working towards um, uh, my other coaching qualifications. So so hopefully someday, uh, I I might be able to actually make a living out of this but for now it's it's just um, it, it's just something that I do on the side cool cool well, well let us know
0: if you know if you go to manage a big team because we're all going to be very excited and I, I, I just want to get in the dressing room and get and auto- what? get, o- get autographs <laughs> okay come on <laughs> alright l- let's talk about something really different now and let's talk about Netflix um uh, The reason I want to talk about Netflix is that, you know, up to from the beginnings of cinema, you know, from the beginning of the 20th century uh, to the beginnings of television to a few years ago, uh, the way you watched content was dictated by the people who were releasing it. So uh, if you wanted to watch the new episode of Homeland and you were really excited, you had to wait a whole week, which meant that, you know, TV shows were also structured in a way that you'd have a cliffhanger at the end of every week so that you would watch the next one. Uh, and Netflix is this uh, online streaming company. with have a bunch of content on them, and they're very popular because they're cheap and they have a very big selection. And they're also expanded to Europe uh, early,
1: like early last year. Now we must know you do have a slightly biased view here. Why? Because um, because I always see you using Netflix. So. But, but Netflix is is awesome because it's.
0: I, I, we're not sponsored by Netflix. I so just say <laughs> this in advance, uh, but uh, for for the price, I mean, it's it's six pounds a month for unlimited streaming. It's it's amazing compared. To, you know, a DVD costs ten pounds, a new DVD, and on Netflix is you can watch as many movies as you like. But the most interesting thing is beca- is because is because they're so popular, they have lots of money, and they have allocated six billion dollars. Six billion dollars to content for the next few years, and this includes like licensing fees. Of course, they're very expensive because now they have a you know uh, a few years ago they got they got some really good deals from uh, distributors because they weren't as well known or as popular as they are today. And I think they they inked a deal with Disney, getting a bunch of Disney stuff in the next year uh, for a huge sum of money. But what's most most interesting about this is that they decided that they wanna become HBO which is the cable uh, US channel before HBO can become them so they started making their own content uh, and they they just released um, House of Cards right? House of Cards yes it's a Kevin Spacey uh, starring Kevin Spacey and produced well a- executive produced by David Fincher and the series is 13 episodes it cost 100 million dollars which is pretty expensive for, for a 13 episode season and uh, all the episodes are available at once which is the big difference, uh, because uh, they want to avoid what um, um, they call uh, it's manufactured manufactured dissatisfaction, which means that you know you want to watch the next episode, but you can't because you have to wait a week and you have to watch the ads, etc.
1: Oh, well, let's face it: how many of you out there actually watch TV, uh, but instead you go and legally download? Entire seasons indeed, indeed, yes. um, of like shows sure, say, lost and watch them all at
0: once from the privateer bay, which is the legal one, yeah, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> officially sanctioned by the, the crown. Uh, yeah, I mean, people our age, you know, where they mid 20s, they don't watch TV anymore unless it's something which is like a football match or I don't know, like the X Factor, if you're really into that kind of stuff. I think that stuff is live, or it, you know, usually you want to watch it when other people are watching it because. Uh, you want to talk about it the day after with your friends or have a laugh or have a laugh if, or, or cry at the X Factor one or the two uh, but most people don't watch TV when it's online especially with you know in the UK you have catch up services on most channels which means that you, you know you can watch Top Gear for a week after it, after it airs on, on iPlayer uh, so Sky Plus, the, the, the the new TV will be uh, completely on demand, and n- Netflix will change that. And uh, I'm sure at some point, like at the moment, the big companies are, you know, they're adamant. No, no, we we want to keep it the way. Oh, because obviously, that's the way they work. So they want to keep the status quo. No one but, likes change, do they? Well, no one likes change, especially when you change means you don't make money, and you've made money for a long time. And and so uh, Netflix is, has this new this new series called House of Cards, which I haven't watched yet, so I can't say if it's any good and also they're bringing back Arrested Development which was cancelled uh, ten years ago now, nine years ago and they're bringing it back for a fourth season which is crazy but uh, it, Arrested Development is very popular with the kind of customer they want so it will make sense for them to pick it up and I think it's coming later in during the year uh, and so uh, Netflix, what we're we talking about is because it's yeah, Right now we you know, like most changes when they happen, people don't really get them until after they've happened. But this is the beginning or this is the continuation or the first the first really big step with money, lots of money, six billion dollars to changing the way entertainment is consumed by most of the population. So that's that's Netflix news. In other news, um Facebook, for once, did something good. Which is strange, because usually when you talk about Facebook in the news, it's either uh, someone posted really bad pictures oh, of someone no, else on Facebook, they or they've redesigned Facebook, and everyone hates it, and then everyone forgets about it two weeks later. And then, uh, half a year later, they change it again, and people really like the last one, even though they hated it before.
1: Hang on, we're not talking about graph here, are we? No, I don't know what it is. What is graph? Um, I read somewhere that it's about uh, s- uh like like a new search method for facebook or
0: oh, right yes okay so it just i think it's just the one way it links all your information
1: together to get you proper search results okay so like Which, you can search um single friends uh, within a 25 mile radius or something or
0: okay that's that's weird uh female friends female friends still it just uh, privacy but, but actually well, what I wanted to talk about is that uh, the German Irish authorities had asked uh, Facebook to delete their European facial recognition data, which you know, when, when you post a picture on Facebook, it recon- before it used to recognize faces and it says, oh, this is probably you know Salman or Cristiano Ronaldo or whatever. But right now they they've deleted the, de- the database, so in Europe doesn't it, really it doesn't work anymore. Confuse me with Ronaldo. No, I mean oh. in the picture. You you, you were hugging Ronaldo. is your favorite player. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so they did something good. They deleted all the all the data, which is is nice for privacy. Even though, of course, uh, I give it about two weeks before they do something stupid and people hate them again. Even though most people are on it. Right. Uh, yes, let's
1: talk about this next. Um, have you heard of Google Books? Uh, someone, is it like google's answer to the amazon kindle or?
0: no it's more like a um, a repository for for stuff like books or magazines so they've scanned a bunch of stuff and you can uh, i think mostly it's freely accessible
1: oh of course but there is a limit what do you mean to how many pages you can read i i imagine i don't know i i uh, i'm not sure but
0: I, I don't think so It it, it depends probably uh, but it's a bit. I think it's a bit like the Gutenberg project. i th- trying to digitize
1: uh, yeah. all the books. I think um, I have uh, uh, come across it at a few points. Being an ex-student, as yeah, you, we are, when we when you try and find information in books, you tend to find some of these books on on um, on the service, and uh, and then you find that you're scrolling through uh, and the certain pages you're after are actually omitted until you pay for them. Okay.
0: Uh, well, i guess guessing maybe for uh, commercial books like, which are still available, you probably have to pay for them uh, to, to see them, but what... what uh, about Google Books this week, what happened was that uh, Popular Mechanics, which is a science magazine from you know, DIY and scientific projects and stuff, uh, it's a US magazine, all the issues from 1905 to 2010 are available on Google Books. Google Books. Oops. That was a lapse. Uh, yeah. Um, which is cool, because you can go back through time and see, you know, how science was back in the 1930s compared to today and what they thought the future was going to be, or, uh, you know, a bunch of projects how like you to build your own radio in the first half of the, centuries and,
1: the century. And, well, has much changed?
0: Has a bit. I mean, the... The one article I stumbled across while looking through it was called, um, from 1938, called The Billion Dollar Crop. And have a guess what the crop is. 1938?
1: Corn? No. No idea. No man.
0: idea. It's hemp. Hemp? Yeah, hemp. Because before it was, you know, outlaws for, for, you know, for illegal drug reasons, because it produces marijuana as well as, you know, fiber. Uh hemp was supposed to be the next big thing in you know in textiles and manufacturing and okay stuff and and people were preparing to to have lots of the USA being producing this uh producing this crop and and because they invented a new machine which made it easy uh to separate the uh, the fibers from the rest of the plant um but obviously it was outlawed so that did not happen uh, although actually I I did a little bit of research and uh some car companies use hemp fiber for their their dashboards and stuff, like the plastic pieces. They're they're usually composites, so they they have f- the fibers are hemp.
1: Sometimes you can buy hemp seed products everywhere.
0: Yes, well, but everywhere
1: in Camden, I think. In Camden, <laughs> of course.
0: Uh, yeah, but it, it's it's complicated to grow hemp. Uh, like in the USA, for example, it's very, it's very difficult. You have to be licensed, and for real? people have to check. Mm-hmm because you know you could say oh I'm, I'm not growing these, these two pots here just because I, w- I, w- I want to make a dress it's not for you know for other reasons that I'm growing these pots outside my balcony well not, not in the UK outside your balcony
1: but can't they sort of um uh, uh uh I will genetically modify it so it sort of removes the bad stuff and you can only grow like your dresses yeah, I, out of it I think that, that's
0: the one you're actually allowed to grow is the one with no, very little thc content just the uh, active compound in, in marijuana are uh, you pro gm yourself what well, did anti gm it it depends what you i mean if you're going to say genetically modified the everything we eat is genetically modified from you know grain is genetically modified i mean it's not genetically modified been doing in that? a oh, lab years. but it's been crossbred yeah. for you know for, for a very long time so even like, um, say for example, like uh, very specific types of tomatoes, like San Marzano, which are very famous in Italy for making, for making make pizza and sauces and stuff. Those have only been around for like a hundred years, so it's not like they you know they are the pure ones, and then you're gonna you know you can, you're making. Of course, you know people are scared because it's it's something they don't really understand.
1: Um, you people have got to learn.
0: It, it, it's, it's a bit like. Um, uh, the the whole horse thing, right? <laughs> Let's talk about it because it's it's science, I guess. Uh, it's that um, the story is that they've been finding lots of horse meat where there shouldn't be any. Uh, so there's like a Findus lasagna product in in France, who has 100% horse meat instead of you know 100% beef as it says on the on the package. <laughs> uh, which you know th- there's nothing wrong with you know eating horse meat that lots of people do all over the world. It's just that. You know, if if you bought chicken and they gave you pork, you'd be a bit, you know, it's fraud, so you can't do that. Uh, And the fact is, people are not really. Obviously, they're they're worried about, you know, eating horse by mistake, but they're really worried because they're inside horse, there might be, I think it's phenylbutazone, which is a painkiller. And in humans, it was used a while ago until people found out that uh, it made people really sick. It gave you some kind of disease, I can't remember the name of it, something in Latin. Uh, and and some people are really worried about it Because you might eat, I don't know A can of spaghetti with you know, bolognese or something And then you're going to die because of phenylbutazone And these are people who are maybe like you know smoke or drink and drive <laughs> and, and then they, they, they're worried about uh, finding some phenylbutazone in horse meat Which is, first of all is unlikely Because a horse which has been treated with antibiotics Is not allowed to be in the food chain according to European Union lu- uh, uh, laws Rules and also, uh, if you were to find Phenolibutus in, in your meat, it would still be uh, one-thousandth of what people prescribed to you, you know, 40-50 years ago when this was present. So people, the people, when they don't understand the things, the risks, they, 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 they go crazy, but, you know, 30% of smokers will die of uh, smoking-related disease by the time they're 85. So yeah people should be better informed and should be a bit more aware of what's really bad for them and you know not not play into the media hysteria because that's how media makes money
1: well what you were just talking about uh, going off on another tangent again Uh, that's that's what we're about tangents tangents of course yeah Um, uh, you were talking about the percentage of smokers that died by the time what was it 80? 85, 85 85 yeah um you're aware of this whole um genetic profiling where you can find out um how sensitive or or, or how risk averse you are to um to certain substances that like there's some people that can smoke all their life but they'll never see any effects and there's some that might take one and be and be addicted to nicotine for the rest of their life and um and develop um lung cancer i
0: think it's 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 um uh... It would be very useful uh, when it would be widely available, because all drugs can have that effect. There are people who become alcoholic with their first sip of alcohol. Yeah. Which is, if you think about it, it's it's kind of a bad deal because you're like, oh, here, yeah, you're 15, you should go out with your mates and like, oh, we should try alcohol behind their parents' backs, and then you do try alcohol and you're an alcoholic. You're like, oh, well, that's not fair, but uh, <laughs> but you can become an alcoholic with just just a sip, which is a bit scary, really, if you think about it. So yes,
1: uh, definitely people should be more aware of what's. I think it's pretty than. cool. I'd uh, like I, to see. Um, I'd like to see my it, own. It's also, it's
0: also kind of terrifying because people people might prefer to not know. Say oh, by the time you're sixty, you're probably gonna die of some genetic disease. And you're like, well, at least you know. I, some people might take in this right and say, well, "I'm just gonna live it to the full up to 60, And some people might think, you know, oh, I'm just gonna be depressed for the next sixty years. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think. Uh, Obviously, you know it's a very big advancement in medicine. You know, specific treatment, specific uh, preventive treatment for people is it will be what changes you know, think longevity the for the humans. Yeah, yeah. is the next ev- next step of the human. Because we're not gonna evolve anymore. Cause we're there's nothing. We there's no there's no pressure from the environment for us to evolve. But we'll we
1: might in the wrong ways. But uh,
0: well, yeah. okay So we have the, the, we're the, the, not
1: physically as active as like um, humans used to be, but um, so, like, the only people who are
0: more resistant to obesity will survive. I guess that's... yeah, maybe, maybe. But, yeah, so the next step of human, you know, evolution, in this case more of a technological evolution, is a medical evolution, is, is that. Just understanding how we work on a fundamental level.
1: But, as you were saying, um, preventative medicine is likely to be the future because um, around the world, the cost of of getting medical insurance god bless the nhs here in the uk um uh it is going to be an increasing um factor for people to take in with with uh with the growing populations around the world and um i think it's going to be they're going to find out that it's cheaper to sort of stop what is going on at the at the, at the root rather than you know
0: good, take p- good profiling in this yeah, case yeah, yeah. medical profiling yeah
1: um, rather than having to take lots of drugs after the sort of symptoms um, start to show so yeah things have never been better for humans yeah. makes you wonder right
0: yeah uh, I think we're almost out of time running on an hour uh, we'll just have a last discussion it been that long already. It's been one hour. Yeah, time flies by when you're talking about random things. Uh, is that Sony is going to announce something? They have a, a what is this? Have a press conference next week. Could it be a, a, a new console? Well, they, they it's, it's Sony uh, Entertainment, so it's it is the gaming p- uh, part of things. And I don't think they would make such a fuss for announcing a new Vita accessory because no one bought a Vita. Uh, so it's likely that it's going to be the PlayStation 3. It's in one week. So, Play- four. so we'll four. know but, uh, PlayStation 4, yes PlayStation. Yes, they have announced <laughs> PlayStation, PlayStation 3 again
1: <laughs> And it cost $600 Like last time Which is something new For Sony Because um, Haven't they had A track record Of always re- always Announcing their consoles After their rivals
0: Well uh, So they're the always one Bigger then. and more powerful well, Than no, whatever no, Their rivals can no, offer the,
1: well, the PlayStation 1
0: uh, Came after For the N64 In the 90s 5, and after the Saturn, after the Saturn, and then, then uh, and, uh, the uh, PlayStation, PlayStation, PlayStation 2 came out came out after the Dreamcast, but before the Xbox and the GameCube. Uh, obviously, Dreamcast and failed and miserably, and the PlayStation, PlayStation 2 is, is is the most popular, most popular console, console ever. ever. So, and then, and then with the PS3, they announced yeah, it after Microsoft, Microsoft, and they, they, they priced it uh, 50% more than Microsoft, and, Microsoft, and they got really screwed. Which was, which was, I think, I think it, it probably it in business, business courses there has to be a lesson like how to. Uh, you know how to you lose all your market share in, in in one step and just make your product incredibly expensive?
1: I think Sony were too confident there. They were too assured of their of their uh, dominance. But, but over because the, the fact Xbox. is, they were so
0: dominant. I mean, yeah, uh, they they stopped making PS2s. Uh, I think four weeks ago, five weeks ago. Yep. So uh, they made them for you know, for eleven years, twelve years, twelve years, uh, which is a long time for for a console. They were still selling them, and people still buy them in you know in other parts of the world it's a really good console Uh, so we'll know more next week so so. I don't want to speculate too much there are lots of rumours about specs but talking about hardware is boring you you really want to talk about gigahertz and stuff not really that stuff makes my head Uh, but obviously we look better than the current console and there's been rumours though that Microsoft next console which I guess will be announced very soon now that that Sony will announce that one because they don't want to you know what do you think it's going to be called 720 or uh? I think the code name is Durango maybe that's the only one yeah. uh, or it's Orbis uh, well, it's your, yeah. Yeah.
1: Orbis or Durango
0: because e- Xbox was the code name for the first Xbox and it just called it yeah. an Xbox and this one they called it 360 because they didn't want to have an Xbox 2 when the Playstation yeah. 3 was out so I don't know uh, 720 would be dumb they'd probably just call it the Xbox they're, they're going to go like Xbox hol- 1080 they're going to go Hollywood, Hollywood on it and they're just going to go you know uh, it's first blood it's Rambo first Black 2 then Rambo 3 <laughs> and then just Rambo and so they just going to call it Xbox yep. so it's going to be the, the third Xbox it's just like the iPad the same the new iPad is called the fourth generation iPad it's not called iPad 4 which is you know Apple
1: Xbox uh, Extreme
0: so we'll know more next week and hopefully uh, I'm probably not going to buy it when it launches
1: I, I'm going to wait a year it's probably not a good idea to buy any console on launch anyway, with the amount of games that are available at start, but yeah, yeah, again, this is a discussion for another day
0: yeah and uh and also the the other thing is that there are rumors that Microsoft consoles will be online only
1: so no physical media. So could this be like what Steam has announced? Uh, oh, but but but, sort of Steam well, but the thing is that
0: Steam games, you can still buy them. Like you go to Amazon or you go to a shop and you can still buy them, and put the code in. But this one will not have a disc slot. It will just be online. But these are rumours, so let's not comment on speculation too much.
1: The end for secondhand games, I suppose.
0: Uh, I think, uh, do you want to talk about uh, Red Dead Redemption or should we skip it oh, for next time? What do you think?
1: Let's leave that for right, next time. time.
0: Okay, so uh, thank you very much for listening, and uh, hopefully you en- you enjoyed our that show.
1: It? Yeah, I think that's it. That's the end of the inaugural this, uh, inaugural
0: podcast, the first one. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully, there'll be you know uh, you two will be here next week. There, uh, someone will. Both be our fans <laughs> will be here, and uh, see you next week.